You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 213, with Jeff Sketchster, a.k.a. Shecky. Today, we're changing your luck by changing your location or your place, whatever. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. Today, even on the title, it says change your place, change your luck. I'm not a big believer in luck. I always disliked the comment that you're lucky because you're lucky because this or because that, because you got this wonderful wife or because you got this amazing job or because you have this money or that house or you live where you live or any of this stuff. Like when I lived in Hawaii, so many people used to always say, man, you're so lucky. No, I'm not lucky. That was by design. That was divine intervention. I wanted in my mind for many, many years, some of you have heard the story, I'm not going to get into it now, of how I ended up in Hawaii. Because I just wanted to go vacation there. I just ended up living there for 10 years. But that had nothing to do with luck. Now, there are a few small things that I would possibly consider lucky in that I was lucky that I was born in the United States or as a United States citizen or in the part of the world where I can speak and think freely. That has something to do with luck. I had absolutely nothing to do with where I was born at. Now, I was conceived in Germany. Ironically enough, there's some trivia for you, but my mom flew home or flew back to Phoenix, Arizona for me to be born while my dad was still stationed in the army in Germany because they did not want me to be a German citizen. Back then, if you were born in Germany and ended up back in Germany when you were 18, you were drafted into the German army. That is no longer the case, but that was a concern of them back when I was born in 1969. So not a big fan of luck. But I wanted to title it this way because this is one of the comments that Shecky had mentioned in Change Your Place, Change Your Luck. Regardless of the vernacular or the terminology, there's a very powerful message there. And that message comes out in our conversation today. Guys, I greatly appreciate everyone who has already left a rating and review on iTunes. And I'm, I'm actually kind of frustrated, I have to admit, because I'm looking on iTunes and I search under abundance and I'm finding a bunch of shows that come before Men of Abundance. And while I'm really not in competition with any of them because they are not speaking of the type of abundance that I'm talking about here. In fact, many of them shows don't speak of abundance at all. They don't speak of living a life of abundance. They don't share any real strategies or they don't share really any mindset that will change your life and enhance your mindset so that you can live the life of abundance you know you deserve. So I need your help. I need your help like right now, right this second. I need you to go to iTunes or if you're listening to this on the menofabundance.com page, just click on the iTunes, leave a review, a little tab there underneath the podcast player. If you're on iTunes, go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. I want to hear your honest feedback, but I want more of them. I want more reviews so that Men of Abundance can become the number one search 
when you search abundance in iTunes. And the number one search when you search abundance on the web or on Instagram or wherever else, wherever you're listening to this from, go there, leave a rating and review, and like it or share it and any of that stuff that will boost the ratings of Men of Abundance. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And so will other people when they search abundance and they find men of abundance instead of those other shows that aren't really talking about abundance. They just have enough reviews that is pushing them up using the keyword abundance. And it's bogus. It's really aggravating to me. So please help me out there. Help everybody else out there. Help those that are looking for this content and all of these amazing conversations. Go leave a rating and review today please. Now, our featured guest today, Jeff Schechter, aka Shecky, has had the entrepreneurial bug his entire life. He started his first business right out of college and over the years has been involved in numerous business ventures. His love for real estate investing began in 1980s when he rehabbed five of his own residents before the term house hacking even existed. Since those early days of torn up kitchens and bathrooms, he's bought and sold many properties and is an active investor to this day. In addition to investing, he operates a private consulting practice. He thrives on helping people realize their full potential, not just in business and investing, but in all aspects of life. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Shecky. Shecky, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I am doing great, Wally. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be here as well. And I, I, we originally started out, I was going to be talking with you and Jack both, but I understand Jack's stuck in the airport somewhere. Yes, he's uh, en route back to uh, this part of the country. That's very awesome. Where are you at in the world? I currently live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, and I've, I've only been here about a year and a half, and so it's, it's been an interesting ride. Well, where'd you go there from? I moved from Austin, Texas to come up here to go into business with my business partner, Jack. Oh, okay, yeah, because I noticed that um, in the bio and everything that you was in Austin at, at least one point, or from Austin. Um, yeah, very cool. I like Austin as well. Yeah, great town. I miss it. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit of a culture shock. I've never been to Indianapolis or anything, but I'm, I know it's not Austin. No, it is not Austin. Uh, I don't think there are too many places that are. Austin is a very unique place. It is. I dig it. There's a lot of music there, um, a lot of very interesting people. I've, I've spent a lot of time in San Antonio and, let's see, El Paso and Colleen, and uh, we always ended up traveling to Austin for something or other. Yeah, I spent most of my adult life uh, between San Antonio and Austin. Very cool. Yeah, I like San. I like the New Braunfels area outside of San Antonio. Very beautiful up there in the hill country. Yeah, for sure. So before we get too much into our conversation, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today? Uh, dude, the list is so long; it's ridiculous. But mm -hmm, um, I, love it. <laughs> I am super grateful for our business. I've got an, just an amazing business partner, and uh, the team that we have put together. For whatever reason, we are just attracting people that really share the vision that we have. And uh, so I, you know, they, they work their asses off really, um, and, you know, to make our customers happy. And so just, you know, everybody that I typically associate with on a work level is, is probably my highest amount of gratitude right now. 
That's awesome. That is so awesome. You know, we, we, we hear about people all the time that just have miserable work environments, rather they're the business owner or even, you know, just working for somebody else. And my question to that is always, at least if, even if I ask it of myself, is why? Why would you? Why would you do that to yourself every single day? You realize you're not a tree. You you can relocate. I get it. It's not as easy sometimes, but darn, it's so much better for your soul, for your health. Yeah, there's one reason to answer your question. Why it always seems to me it always boils down to one word: programming. Elaborate on that. Well, we we're all products of our environment, of how we were raised, mm-hmm. and and sort of the belief systems with which were passed down to us. Yeah. And, you know, for many of us, it's just like, you know, have stability, get a good job, you know, go work for the man. And, um, you know, as you know, obviously, especially since the Internet has exploded, uh, that is much more difficult now. And, you know, the, the way that the economy works has vastly changed. And a lot of those ideas that maybe once made sense for our parents and grandparents' generation just don't really make sense anymore. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And what's really aggravating about it is I see people who are consistently not bashing, but really realizing that things aren't the way their grandparents, things aren't the way they were when they're, you know, for their grandparents, even for some of their parents, for that matter. And yet they're still encouraging their kids to follow down that same path. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, you're you're, crazy. Yeah, you know, it doesn't work, but you're still telling your kids to go that route. Why? And honestly, to to tie back what you said about, you know, moving from Austin, that's been one of my biggest challenges coming to Indiana. It's just extremely conservative here. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, Austin's a very progressive place. And even though they're in the same country, they're vastly different. And the amount of programming that I see here, you know, I tell people I'm an entrepreneur and they're like, well, I, I don't get it. Like, why? Why wouldn't you just go, you know, get a good job and get some stability and uh, it did, the amount of programming here is just like off the charts. It's it's hard to swallow. Yeah, wow, I can imagine that because I know for a fact that Austin is just loaded with entrepreneurs of various levels. Mike Dillard is a guy I've known for many years, and um, many others. There's many, um, uh, Ryan Daniel Moran's down there in Austin. A lot of guys that I know that are just big time <laughs> entrepreneurs. It's, it's it's funny the two names you mentioned. I happen to know both those guys personally pretty well. Yeah. So yeah. I, see, I was very connected with that community when I was there. Absolutely. Yeah. Ryan and Mike both are major players into why I do what I do today. Um, Ryan and I've, like I said, I've known Mike for many years. But um, yeah, I can imagine a culture shock um, going from such entrepreneurial area to, you know, why do you do why 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 don't you just go for, work for the man? That's just weird to me. That's interesting. Yeah. So how would you describe yourself? Well, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's why uh, I like to ask it, just like that. Yeah, so nothing like putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> for, for the most part, uh, you know, when you ask me sort of about my own identity, the, the first thing that comes to mind is the word entrepreneur, is the word freedom, is the word, you know, charting my own path. That is really what makes me tick. And so that's what I am first and foremost. Uh, beyond that, there are you know other labels. I mean, you know, friend, businessman, whatever. But at my core, I, I am really someone who is charting my own path. 
Yeah, I love it. And that's much of what Men of Abundance is all about, uh, is just that. Rather, it's as, as an employee, as an entrepreneur, you can, guys, you can do that as an employee. Um, we're not, I'm not saying that, and I don't think even Shecky's saying that, you know, it's not right to be an employee. It's just you got to do what's right for you. And if that's owning a business, starting a business, or working for somebody else, hey, man, just do what, what makes you happy and, and what's right for you and your family. Thoughts on that, Shecky? No, I agree, and and, I, and again, I don't think I necessarily meant to slam jobs. I was what I was what I was mostly slamming was the programming behind that. Right. And so, yeah, I agree. I think that you know, all men of abundance, all people of abundance, really, you know, you just need to figure out what your truth is and live that. Um, you should not be living anybody else's life or anybody else's programming. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, as we venture through life and we are looking for what that is for us, what what how we want to live our life. We all have this dream of, you know, what we want to do, how we want to live. But then sometimes when we get into that, we realize, you know what? This really is not what I thought it was. Um, and then some people get stuck there and others don't. And sometimes what gets people out of that rut is a kick in the gut moment. And sometimes the kick in the gut moment's a little bit lower <laughs> and, you know, you feel it a little bit more for other people. But if you would, I'd like for you to share one of those kick-in-the-gut moments with us and really make us feel that. <laughs> well, it would probably make me start crying when I relive it. But uh, I would go back probably about uh, 10 years, and I had uh, sold a pretty successful business to my brother. And it just – and I went – I started flipping – and you're doing real estate flipping, things like that. But it's just like it, it, there was an accumulation of events over the period of about not a long period of time, like about a year and a half, that just like my whole life completely derailed. Uh, I was experiencing some pretty significant health problems, needing back surgery, could barely walk. Uh, my father was in a wheelchair and dying, was very involved in his care. Um, my brother basically all but lost the business, ultimately ended up losing it, uh, was having some issues with legal issues and drug use and things like that. You know, and I come from a pretty conservative family. I mean, it just, and, and I also found out behind the scenes that I had a crooked partner. And uh, so in addition to the you know, the market turning, as we all know, in 08, 09, the real estate market crashed. And um, I, honestly, I was just left holding the bag. And I would I would just like sometimes not be, even be able to get out of bed. And I'm like this very, very happy-go-lucky guy. And I'd wake up in the morning and look up at the ceiling and like, you know, whose life is this? Because this is not me. Like, I, how is this possible? How is this happening? How did I get to this place? Uh, because I was a guy that was always involved in personal development and positive attitude, and I just like I I was I just couldn't believe it. So, you know, it's that's I don't know that that's necessarily a moment, but it was you know it certainly like I said happened over about a year and a half, and I just didn't I didn't really even know what to do. No, yeah, absolutely. That is definitely a, a kick in the gut moment for sure. What so what transpired after that? What pulled you out of that because obviously something did well there there's an old expression uh in hebrew uh that goes like this and that means if you change your place you change your luck uh 
So I had been going, I was living in San Antonio at the time, and um, I had just finally was trying to pull my way out. I had actually, at the last moment, sold off my personal house that had a bunch of equity in it. And literally, this was honestly maybe 20 hours after before it got sold on the courthouse steps because I was that close to foreclosure. And it was the only bit of cash that I had left and it was tied up in that house. And that certainly would never get me back to whole, but at least give me a little bit to play with. And I remember selling that house and going and crashing at my parents' house because I was you know, helping my dad with some of his stuff. And I had been going back and forth to Austin, as we had discussed earlier, there was just a tremendous entrepreneurial community up there. And I had been going to some of the meetup groups with those people. And I just decided, you know, what the heck, I'm just going to pick up, I'm selling off whatever I have, I'm going to start over and I'm going to move to Austin. And I'm going to connect with this entrepreneurial community. And I, I have some interest in internet marketing. I'm going to go learn that. However, whoever I've got to connect with or learn with, whatever, I'm just going to push the big freaking red reset button. And I don't necessarily know how it's going to turn out, but I have to make a change. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. So, guys, you know, the message that I'm getting from this is, number one, it's not easy to make that decision to, like you said, change your location change your life is basically I'm summing it up and paraphrasing quite a bit there but yeah absolutely I mean sometimes you do have to completely get out of change your environment entirely uh, to make drastic changes in your life and guys many of you are there many of you are right there right now and hopefully what Shecky's sharing with you is you know kind of motivating you enough to actually consider it and then look for ways to take action because notice he didn't just take action he started looking for people that were in the industries and had the knowledge that he needed to move forward and and make those changes and i commend you for that that's just huge yeah thanks i mean it was definitely um you know there was definitely some release of energy there um you know maybe an irony or you know one of the interesting things that happened literally 10 days after I moved to Austin, my father passed away. Mm. And it was kind of just a, a freaky thing. You know, it was almost like to say, hey, you know, I, you're not here to help me anymore or, you know, it's time or whatever. And, you know, my mom was wearing herself thin trying to take care of him. And, um, but it, it, it was just a very difficult time. And, um, you know, I'm in to a certain extent because he had had so many issues that I, I felt as sad as I was. I certainly felt a sense of release, and relief for him. And I think it's also, you know, maybe in an energetic way, one of the things to say, you know, that maybe allowed me to move forward, and move on with my new life. Yeah, yeah, I truly believe in divine intervention. The way things come together and they tend to work out. You know, ultimately, and and we do have to move on. Um, it's tough to do, and it is. <laughs> I fully understand. Been in your situation so many times in that regard to where, wow, it's hard to lose somebody, but at the same time, it really is kind of a relief on so many levels um, for yeah. it to just happen like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I totally get it. And somebody who's never been through that, it's hard to understand, but I get it. You know, when Delicia uh, Williams connected us, and I want to give a shout out for Delicia and the expert bookers, um, one of the things that she mentioned it's actually in your bio is that you thrive on helping others realize their full potential 
and not just in business, but also investing and in all aspects of their life. How do you do that exactly, and how did you get into that? Well, when I when I was in Austin, I uh, was trying to learn the digital marketing uh, skills that I needed and or wanted to learn, and um, I ended up uh, opening up a consulting division of uh, a guy that I was working with that owned a social media company. And it, it was interesting to me because doing a lot of those classes and consulting and doing what I do now, I mean, I own a, a real estate investing company with my business partner, Jack, and you know we're helping people kind of decide on rental properties and things like that. But in all cases, I feel like it's, it's important to learn what these people are all about. I mean, you know, everybody's got a story, everybody's got issues. And I think that um, you know, everybody needs an ear. Everybody needs, uh, you know, some guidance. And, and, you know, that's why I love your show and what you're doing. And um, they just need to know that they are not the only ones in that situation. And so I'm always looking for ways to, you know, it's kind of like, a, it sounds really cliche, but when my parents, instilled in me as a little kid whether it's a human being or a piece of property you always leave something better than the way you found it mm -hmm. and so i it's just something that i've learned to do and to get better at as i've gotten older and uh you know when i get off the phone with somebody i'm hoping that i've left them in a better place than when we first started our conversation and so it's just it's just a value system that I've carried through into all of my personal and business relationships. Yeah, yeah, and it, it just doing that simple thing, and it's it is it's work for some people. I, I totally get that because it's not in the nature for some people to look for ways to help other people. But when you do that, it truly is for me personally, and I'll speak for myself. One, it makes me feel like on top of the world. Uh, rather, it's, I don't know, just giving somebody a compliment one day or sitting down and listening to what their issues are for the day or their wins, listening to their wins. Some people, like they want to share their win with somebody. And I'm always honored if I'm the one that they come to for any of that. And it makes me feel good that I was there for them. And at the same time, it just opens up so many more doors for personal and professional uh aspects of our life yep absolutely i mean it's just uh it pays it forward and it's um and you know you know as well as i do the irony in it there's a lot of people that think oh my god it's so hard i don't know how i can help anybody but you know you you just said it i mean you get it it's like there's not a better feeling in the world if you've been able to impact somebody else in a positive way yeah, you know absolutely. it's like you're the one that wins probably more than they do <laughs> I agree. I feel like it. I really do. And the other thing is, guys, what Shecky just mentioned is, you know, what do you have to offer? What do you have to add? What you have is the curse of knowledge. You have knowledge that other people don't have that you just think is insignificant. It's just normal to you. But when you start having more conversations, you'll realize that you have more knowledge to share than you think you do. And it's just important to share people. You know, there's always a saying that knowledge is power, which is incorrect the sharing of knowledge when knowledge is shared that's powerful that's when knowledge becomes powerful yep excellent so ma'am we are at the point of the show where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders you ready to do that sure hey guys if you are a small business owner or you know somebody who's a small business owner make sure they get this message because i need your help 
I need your professional feedback and your professional expertise in your industry because I'm very close to sending my new book to print and my book is called No BS Business Breakthrough. How to double your lead conversions and triple your revenue in less than 45 minutes. And what I need is a few more case studies from different industries. And you might be in an industry that I have not tested this system with yet. So what I want to do is sit down and interview you and bounce some ideas off of you to see how these strategies would impact a company in your industry. Now by doing this, you will surely walk away with some strategies and some tools to greatly improve your personal business. But what I really want is to see how this would impact a company in your industry. And in return, all I ask is that I'm able to use our results, our data, our conversation as case studies in the book, as well as my upcoming new podcast and YouTube channel under the same name, No BS Business Breakthroughs. Now, when I show the case study in the book or the podcast or the YouTube channel, I can show your business and your name, which will obviously give you some free publicity, or I can share it completely anonymously if you're really kind of concerned about sharing your numbers, your data, your information. Either way, I just want to share the case study in the book and on those platforms. So if that sounds like something that might interest you, then get a hold of me. You can either send me an email at info at apmasterycoach.com or just go to apmasterycoach.com, check out what I have going on there, and then connect with me either via email or from that page. I'm super excited about the opportunity of interviewing only one of you in your industry and then sharing this in the book, on the podcast, and on the YouTube channel because it is truly going to help so many other business owners out there greatly increase their lead conversions and their revenue. I look forward to talking with you. Now let's get back to the conversation. Share with men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. And this can be, you know, because I know you do a lot with real estate and investing and you know you got some experience in flipping and what you guys are doing, but either professional and personal. Well, I think on a personal level, you know, we've already kind of touched on it, but I would say try to try to touch somebody else and it could be just some simple form of gratitude of just saying like to one of your friends or one of your business associates or one of your coworkers or employees or whatever uh, here's why I appreciate you I think if you just do that once a day you know it's maybe just sending somebody a little email or a text or you know maybe it's your significant other. Uh, the, the impact of that is so incredibly profound, uh, especially as on a habitual standpoint when you start doing that every day. Uh, just the, the the waves of love that get spread are just incredible, and uh, you you get it back tenfold. It's it's just amazing. So that that would be probably it's not one to three, but that's kind of my big one. Yeah, and that's huge. And quite frankly, to be not to be overly dramatic about it, but it's a fact that simple gesture can save a life. And it has, uh, it has on my end. And I've heard multiple stories of somebody said, look, if, if my brother or if my coworker or any other people that you mentioned hadn't reached out to me that day at that point in time, I literally had the gun to my head and that text came in. And so just, it, it really is that powerful to be able to do something like that for others. Yeah. So what daily yeah, habits no. make the... Go ahead. No, no, I, I'm yeah. just agreeing with you, Wally. I mean, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? 
Well, I think for me, it's uh, it, it, it's not just, you know, like you read all this stuff about, you know, how to do, you know, 12 things in your checklist every morning. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, like there's all this personal development stuff out there that honestly, for me, gets a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. And um, I so I'm not one of these guys that has like 43 things that I check off in the morning. Uh, but what I do is I try to start off every day positively. So meaning that even when when I'm laying in bed, now I have the luxury of not using an alarm clock, which I'm, that's by design. And, um, you know, I naturally wake up, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock anyway, I'm not a late riser. But I try to spend about five or 10 minutes while I'm in that sort of half sleep zone. I'm not fully awake yet, just saying like, great, I got another day on this beautiful blue planet. What am I thankful for? Who am I thankful for? So just starting by getting into gratitude mode. Um, and then I just get up and I drink a ton of water. I'll drink, you know, two, three, four glasses of water because that's when you, when you sleep is when you get extremely dehydrated. And so it just gets everything going, the brain, the body and everything getting hydrated. And then it's just movement. I mean, you know, whether it's just a little light workouts or some stretching or, you know, walk around the block. I don't have any like super duper, you know, physical fitness things here, but just, you know, just movement. And then after that, it's really just nutrition throughout the day. Like, how am I treating my body? And, you know, am I putting good things in both my mind and my body? And those are just basics. But those are the daily habits, as simple as they are, by far have the most profound impact on my life. Um, You know, when I stray away from that, it's very clear how things um, degrade. And it's really obvious. Yeah, absolutely. Simple and powerful. So what what would you yep. recommend our abundant re- our, our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? Well, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the stuff that you're doing is fantastic. Um, you know, you mentioned Mike Dillard. I'm a big fan of his uh, Self-Made Man podcast. I think that's great. Uh, one of the things I also alluded to that I tried to do is read something that, you know, even if it's just a paragraph or two, that is motivational. And I keep a, a book laying around my place that was written by uh, Brendan Burchard called The Motivation Manifesto. And that book is just like, I don't, like I read that, I just like a, a paragraph here, a, a chapter there is just, like, wow, it's just so simple, yet so profound. Um, and it's just, it definitely is a way to keep you motivated because it keeps you in front of the reason why you're here and in what you're here to do. And if you're, if you're not sure about that, it helps you find that. So uh, I'm a big proponent of, you know, leaving those kinds of books around the house and just, you know, even if you grab it while you go in the bathroom for a couple of minutes, it's, you know, I mean, you may as well, uh, do, uh, you know, double duty as it were. Exactly. I love it. Yeah, great recommendations. Absolutely love it. I'm also a member of uh, Mike's um, the Self-Made Man platform where he's constantly yeah. bringing on experts and, and sharing all kinds of really good stuff as well. Really good stuff. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. What do yeah. you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Well, I think we, we talked about it earlier. I think it's, it's programming. Um, and where that leads to is because we're programmed a certain way, when we start straying from that, what ends up happening is we become fearful. And so it's it really the, the fear that grips you, that holds you back from 
from making the change or, you know, doing the things that you really want to do or, you know, or living, you know, in a, in a much bigger way than you're living now because you, your program, like, you know, your fear. But interestingly, our brains are wired for fear. I mean, we're programmed, you know, we come from cavemen. And the way that we're wired is like, hey, we're supposed to be fearful of the woolly mammoth or the other tribesmen or whatever that may be running after us. You know, that the, the, the sort of the, the emotion of fear is built into us. We're wired that way. Mm-hmm. And when we understand that it comes from really caveman days and it doesn't really serve us now, I mean, really, in most major cities around the world, unless you're living in some really, really terrible neighborhood, but the people that are listening to this podcast and the demographic of people that listen to these this stuff, are we really in fear for our life every day? I mean, is there really a woolly mammoth running behind us? No, right? The, the, the shit that we're afraid of is like, oh my God, what are my friends or my relatives gonna think? That's the mm-hmm. stuff we're afraid of. There is nothing there that is life-threatening, mm-hmm. right? But yet it paralyzes us. Yeah, or or oh my God, somebody's gonna if I if I make that phone call, somebody's gonna hang up on me, <laughs> or say no. Yeah, and so and then I just say like, hey, well, so what? So they said no, so they hung up. So you know, so what? You know, you're <laughs> you certainly weren't any in any kind of life threatening situation. So I think what people need to understand is that you're programmed to do that, and once you can sort of step outside of yourself and just go. Oh, well, that's just my, that's just the way I was programmed. That's just what human beings do. When you can step outside of that and become self-aware, it becomes much easier to move past that. And so when people talk about that expression about, you know, just feel the fear and do it anyway, Mm -hmm. well, those people are doing that because they understand that they're programmed as a human and that programming is coming back from caveman days. It doesn't really apply to modern times. And once you start making that distinction, it becomes much easier to move past that fear and just go do whatever the heck you intended to do in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely wonderful. I heard at one point, I think I got this when I was doing my psychology classes or something, that we basically only have two true fears that we're born with, and that is the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Everything else after that is made up in our own mind. Now got it you know you see a snake you're going to be scared of getting bit but how often does that happen type of thing you know so yeah great great points i absolutely love it now you pretty much already laid it out there and i think we can answer the question on our own what does living a life of abundance mean to you but let's bring it all in together right here and what does living a life of abundance mean to you well i think it's just that like you you have to live your truth and you have to, you know, if you take a step back and you have to define what that is, you know, what, what are the things that really make you happy? What are the things that give you joy? What are the things that you're, you're passionate, about, passionate about? And, you know, everybody goes, well, oh, I can't do that. I can't make a living at that. That may be true, okay, but it may not be true. And if it were not true, what are the things that you can do that support you being able to do the things that you're passionate about so that you can live a life of abundance because because it's really just we i think we're we're designed to be happy and joyful who like who the heck wants to be miserable right so uh go find what that joy and happiness is all about and 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 make it happen you know there's absolutely nothing to be 
embarrassed about. I mean, if you know, if you like sitting on a lily pad and talking like a frog and that makes you happy, then, you know, freaking go do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I dig it. So we're going to close this up, Shecky. And before we do, man, what, you know, we're going to have all of your links and every, your website and all that stuff linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. But what did we not talk about that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? Well, I, th- you know, for me, if I can put in a shameless plug, obviously, you know, for us, we deal with a lot of people that are looking for abundance and, and my company, my business partner has a product that is really designed for people that are looking to live more financially abundant that helps them create passive income. Um, and, you know, so we basically produce rental properties that are fully finished, fully rehabbed, and fully performing and fully managed. It's a complete, you know, done-for-you solution. So we work with people that maybe have some, you know, abundance from other areas, but the way that that income is derived is by working their asses off, and we show them how they can park some of that cash into performing real estate that gives them an opportunity to just make a lot of passive income and build a really, really solid financial future. Again, just another vehicle for them to live the kind of life that they want to do. And so that's really what I would say as far as what we didn't talk about, but that's more than enough. Yeah, absolutely. So two questions on that, just because I know guys are asking this question of themselves. And I I tell guys all the time, look, start some sort of a side hustle, do something that maybe you might enjoy doing full time, or even continue doing part-time while you do your job. But ultimately do that so, you, like you said, you can start enjoying the lifestyle that you want. I'm not telling you to take on more work, guys, and ne- neglect the other parts of your life, family and health and faith. But, Shecky, what what would be a re- realistic time frame for somebody to that's starting from scratch, not knowing a darn thing about this, and what would be a realistic time frame for them to learn something so that they can start getting into their own deals and, and actually doing something with this and making an income? And what would be the basic investment into that? So great questions. Um, the, the interesting thing about our model is that there's really not much of a learning curve. So we, you know, as you know, in the, in the digital marketing space, you know, everybody is an educator and everybody wants to give you like 12 million lessons and some are valuable and some are not. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, the reality is there's a million real estate gurus out there and we just chose not to go down that road. We chose to say, Hey, look, there's a lot of people out there that are busy and chasing other dreams and doing that. What can we provide in such a way that there isn't that much to learn? All you've got to do is understand a few basic metrics about how a property performs, which honestly they can learn in an hour. Like that's it, mm-hmm. right? That they we have a podcast too, and certainly there's there's lots of other deeper dives to that, and a lot of nuances, things like that. But we are in an area where uh, real estate's very inexpensive and the price to rent ratios are amazing. So for example, we can get investors started in a good little single family home, nicely performing starting property for as little as $45,000. Cash, done, like wrapped up in a bow, already performing. So the barrier to entry is fairly small. Now obviously, you know, you can't do that in Hawaii um, and you can't do that in plenty of other places in the country. Uh, but we just choose markets 
where that makes sense. And Indianapolis just happens to be a really, really great place to do that, and that's why I'm here. So um, yes, you can. There's lots of other tactics, and you can, you know, dial back around and and do a cash out refi after that, and pull some of that cash out, and then go buy another one. But you can get started with as little as forty-five thousand dollars. And so, what does that mean for some of your listeners? Well, some of them have that liquid right now, and if you don't, and you're listening. And you, at least you have a benchmark, you can say, okay, look, I know that I could make double digit returns with something like that. What, what do I need to do to get that amount of money together so that I can start making some real nice passive income? Excellent, man. That's exactly what I was looking for. I truly appreciate you throwing that out there. Uh, it means a lot to the guys because we, so many people are out there talking about you can do this, you can do that, but nobody really digs into the how. So, guys, dig into more of this information if that interests you. And, um, man, I'd love to hear your stories back about, you know, what the outcome is of that. Shucky, I greatly appreciate your time and your wisdom. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you even more. Maybe at some point get Jack on the on the show as well. I'd love to have a conversation with him and, and just, you know, go out and live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward because I really dig what you're doing. Awesome, brother. Thank you. I'm sure Jack would love to talk to you, too. I mean, he's uh, <laughs> definitely got the gift of gab. So, <laughs> Very uh, cool. yeah, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he'd love it. Good. I look forward to that. Aloha. All right, guys, listen, you're not a tree. You don't have to stay in the same humdrum, dead-end job that you're in. I know it's not easy. I know it's not an easy decision to you know, basically give up your income and move on. But you don't have to just give up your income. That's an extreme case. And many of my guests have done that. They've burned all bridges to move on. But you don't have to do that. You can start out slowly. You can start out learning a skill and learn it to the point to where somebody else is willing to listen and pay for your information and pay for your guidance. At the very least, understand that you are living an amazing, abundant life. It may not be where you want it to be, and that's okay because, as I always say, you have to continue improving your foxhole, and you should do that no matter what. But being grateful for what you have today, your health, your life, the people in your life, your family, your relationships, being grateful for that is the first step to moving towards living a life of abundance. I know this from experience. My personal experience, and I know this from talking to over 200 men and women who are living amazing lives of abundance, and they're grateful for everything they had. It's not the other way around. They were grateful first. They realized they live, a, they have an amazing, so much abundance in their life. They started sharing their t- treasures, talents, and time, and then so much more started coming into their life. That's the basic formula. There's so much more to it, guys, as you know. But that's the basic formula of getting started. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward.